Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 111. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast. Each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about reflections for education leaders and why you need to breathe first. If you'd like other resources like this one, you can check out all of my posts at my website at williamdparker.com. You know, I'm a frequent flyer, and the more that I fly, the harder I find it is to stay focused when flight attendants are reviewing safety procedures. They could be standing in front of me with the safety cards in hand, but I've heard it so many times, I usually think about something else. On the other hand, I seem to pay more attention when the attendant says, if the cabin loses air pressure, an oxygen mask will drop from above your seat. Place the oxygen mask on yourself first before assisting your child or other passengers. It's always at this point that I think about a hard conversation I had with my wife the second year that I was a school administrator. One night after the kids were in bed, my wife Missy asked if we could talk. I just opened my laptop to read some work emails, so I slid it aside and said, sure, what's up? The kids and I have decided that you are a dad and a husband on the weekends only, she said, without any bitterness or resentment in her voice, just simple resignation. And then she looked at me and said, Will, I think that you have become a shell of the man that you used to be. It was a difficult conversation because her words so accurately described my state of life. After 11 years as a classroom teacher, I had made the transition into the office as an assistant principal in a high school with 1,400 students. And one of my goals was to be the kind of administrator that I had admired and dreamed of having when I was a classroom teacher. I wanted to be the person who teachers and students could look to for answers, solutions, and support. So I woke up early every morning to check emails and plan out my day hours before school began. I I skipped lunches or ate quickly so that I could respond to emails or manage important situations. I supervised, observed, counseled, and evaluated, just like you. I attended after-school games and activities, and when I came home at night, late, I'd fall asleep while trying to read bedtime stories to my children, and when they had all gone to sleep, I would stay up late answering emails or planning for upcoming events or meetings. In my new role, I had stopped exercising, I had gained too much weight, and frankly, I was a shell of the man that I had once been. And each day, the pressure of serving students and teachers and parents began to weigh on me so much that I didn't think that I could sacrifice my time by less important to-dos like eating right or exercising or spending more time with my family or reflecting or praying. And when my wife went to bed the night of that important talk, I opened my laptop and instead of working on email, I made a decision. I wrote a letter of resignation. I explained all the reasons that I would need to leave my position, how my priorities were no longer correct, and how I had neglected my family and my personal health. I printed the letter, I put it in a file folder, and I took it to my office the next morning. And when I sat down at my desk, I placed the folder on a corner where I could see it at all times, and I made a new commitment. I'm either going to find a better way to serve my school while also caring for myself and my family, or I'm resigning and changing professions. Now that day 
was a turning point for me. I did not discover a silver bullet. My pressures did not change, but I found some longer lasting solutions, the beginnings of longer lasting solutions. I began taking small steps toward making my time more sensible for my family, my mind, my budget, my spiritual growth, my physical health. And over the days and years ahead, I began to make commitments to simple things like leaving school earlier so I could be home for dinner or running in the mornings again or working on fitness or eating lunch with my colleagues and laughing more. And as a result, I found that these small steps were teaching me a lesson. When you take time to invest in areas of your life outside of your work assignments, you find more creativity, more inspiration, and more joy in serving others. In fact, I found that my ability to connect with others, to find solutions, and to reach goals increased as I took more time to care for myself first. If you're leading a school or a team or an organization, let me ask you some important questions. When is the last time that you have reflected on your foundational values, on your beliefs, on your motivations for why you're serving others? Just like those airline attendants tell me when I fly, you cannot help others until you help yourself first. Now, one of the best ways to practice putting on your own air mask is by giving yourself permission for self-reflection. And self-reflection allows you to focus on ideas and thoughts that can be turned into powerful actions that later become productive habits. It may come as no surprise that most school leaders feel overwhelmed, overworked, and overcommitted. School leaders' job often involves putting out situational fires, responding to urgent needs, or satisfying the request of a multitude of stakeholders. And it is no wonder that education leaders in particular battle for time to enjoy the best parts of their lives or the best parts of their schools or organizations. And the research supports this claim. With the ever-increasing responsibilities of a school principal, for instance, it is no surprise that in 2012, the Center for Public Education found that the average principal stays on his or her job for five years or fewer. So when is the last time that you had a heart-to-heart conversation with yourself about your need for self-care? And let me pose some questions to you. How would you answer these statements as you reflect on your own current situation? Number one, I find myself dedicating the majority of my work to areas that reflect my strengths and give me the greatest joy in work. Would you agree? Sometimes agree or disagree. Number two, because I invest in my own personal growth, mentally, physically, spiritually, socially, financially, I find fulfillment in my work as I do in my life outside of work. Agree, sometimes, or disagree. Or statement three, if money or compensation were no longer necessary, I would still do the work that I'm currently doing. Agree, sometimes, or disagree. Let me encourage you to take inventory. If you are leading others, you deserve to be a person who is caring for yourself. And one way to do that is by considering your actions, applying truths that you learn from them, and then cultivating the most productive habits 
for serving others. Over the next several weeks, I would like to share with you 10 lessons on self-growth. And as I have the opportunity to develop these, I will share them out. And I might intersperse them over the next several weeks with other conversations or interviews that I do or webinar replays. But here are 10 areas that I would like to touch on that I believe you as a school leader need to be reflecting on for your self-growth. Area number one, your learning. What are you doing to improve your mindset, your reading, your development, your conversations, and your experiences? Number two, your body. How are you investing in nutrition or exercise, sleep, moderation, and creativity? Area three, your influence. How are you participating in serving, mentoring, and influencing others through the platforms that you build? Number four, your time. How can you set boundaries, schedule what matters, not waste what's given to you, and prioritize? Number five, your friendships. How are you taking advantage of accountability, bringing out the best in others, and providing life support to those around you and for yourself? Area six, your spiritual or moral growth. Where are you in your faith and your trust with your community and in finding meaning in life? Number seven, your resources, stewardship, generosity, debt, planning, and budgeting. Area eight, your intimacy, your commitments, your love, your relationships, joy, and suffering. Number nine, future leaders. How are you investing in your own relationships with your children or your students? How are you staying mindful and present? And number 10, your legacy. How do you set proper goals How do you give back? How do you pay forward? And how do you let go? Now, I want to fast forward from the difficult conversation that I had with my wife in those early years of school leadership to seven years later. One night, my wife and I were ushering our kids into an elevator in Washington, D.C. And as the doors opened on the third floor, we stepped out together into a large hotel convention lobby. I was wearing a tuxedo and my wife was in an evening dress and the girls were in Sunday dresses and our six-year-old son was in a tie and a vest. We had traveled all the way to Washington, D.C., where I was receiving an award from the National Association of Secondary School Principals for being Oklahoma's State Assistant Principal of the Year. And as we stood together for the photos and as I received that award and as we toured the city the next several days, I remember thinking back to those first few years of school leadership. My life was still busy and sometimes overwhelming, but in that moment, I reflected on the rhythms I had found in my work and in my life and in my family. And I think it's safe to say that my wife would have told me that I had become more than a shell of the man that I had once been. I wish I could say that I consistently practice all of these important areas required for personal growth, but the truth is that over the years, there are areas that I still neglect. And there are areas where I'm still growing. And sometimes my wife and I, even this week, have had crucial conversations about where I need to reprioritize. But as I've taken time to reflect instead of neglect on areas of personal growth, I have seen 
improvements. And I believe that all of us can continuously refocus where we need to grow. So after 25 years in the profession of education and 15 in school leadership, can I share some lessons learned with you? That's why for the next several episodes, I would like to reflect with you on ideas for education leaders. If you want to keep growing in your capacity to influence and serve others, you need to reflect and learn and take action on those 10 areas that I'd like to share with you. So let's wrap it up. If your goal is to influence others in becoming future leaders, you cannot ignore this important safety notice. You need to learn to breathe first. So now it's your turn. This next week, as you step forward, I want you to think about those 10 areas in your own life, your learning, your body, your influence, your time, your friendships, your spiritual life, your resources, your intimacy, your future, and your legacy. And I want to ask you, will you take time to grow together with me? Because I would like to reflect on those areas with you over the next several weeks from the lessons I've learned in school leadership and life and to cultivate together ideas of ways that we can continuously grow. Because the ways that we reflect on our own growth matter in the ways that we serve those around us. Well, that's it for this week. I hope that you will take time to reflect and then reach back out as you're serving others to remember that they're worth the time that you take to invest in yourself because what you do matters. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all of my posts at williamdparker.com. If you are an Oklahoma principal, I want to invite you to check out the summer leadership conference that COSA is hosting. And you can check out all the details at ccosa.org. We are going to have some powerful keynote speakers as well as some great thought leaders. Jeff Zuhl from What Do Great Educators Do Differently and Andrew McPeak from Growing Leaders are coming in as part of the wonderful offerings that COSA is, is providing for school leaders here in Oklahoma. Don't forget that we can stay connected on social media. You can find me at Twitter at WilliamDP or Instagram at William underscore D underscore Parker. Or you can reach out to me by email at my email address, will at williamdparker.com. Until next time, thanks for the work that you do. And I'll talk to you soon.